Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mostly deserve the punishment that I get. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. All right, Jonathan. Jonathan Harrison is our producer and the corrupt host and judge of Cram Session, where he awards points to the mm-hmm. winners of each question as he sees fit, mostly based on sucking up and giving soccer-related answers. Generally, yeah. Like, if you can take a non-soccer question and put a soccer answer into it somehow, is that pretty much guaranteed to win. Hell yeah. Hot love. Mm-hmm. Always the answer. What did you, you just see say? that dude's goal this weekend? I saw all three of them. It was amazing. Well, the one where he like kicked it in the air to himself, yeah. and then oh, he was Man. magnificent. How old is he now? Are we talking Zlatan? about thirty-eight? Rami, Rami two point Is that who we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Rami two point Whatever. It's all Zlatan What was the car analogy he made about MLS compared to the leagues he usually plays in? Basically, said that everybody or he's a Ferrari and everybody's a Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> And he proved it. He pr- he certainly proved it. The biggest game of the season for his team, and he comes through with three goals. He's a character, it man. It's amazing. Rami, is that how you feel that you're a Ferrari and we're all just Fiat? No, I feel like I'm a Fiat, and he is a Ferrari. <laughs> I'm glad you're starting to come around, Rami. All right, Jonathan, what do you got for us? All right, so the Baseball Hall of Fame inductions were this weekend. So in that honor, I want your opinion of the current twin most likely to end up in Cooperstown. It's got to be Nelson Cruz, right? Ooh. Go right ahead. I mean, I look look at the Make most don't look at us. <laughs> the most recent DH to get in the Hall of Fame. And not many of them have. Only like four or five, and only I think Edgar Martinez and Frank Thomas got the vast majority of their at bats as DH, like seventy plus percent. So I pulled up Edgar Martinez and he had three hundred and nine career home runs and Nelson Cruz has almost three hundred and eighty career home runs. Mm. You look at batting average, Nelson Cruz, 274. I know Edgar Martinez, more of an average hitter, 312. But their OPS, uh, Edgar Martinez, 933. Hmm. Nelson Cruz, uh, just over 900. You know, I, when you first said his name, I was my curiosity was piqued. I think there's two main things that are going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Well, one you do being have the PED thing. Yeah, you got to get closer to 500 home runs if you're a DH and the PED thing. There's. I feel like there's still a line of if you were caught and you were suspended, there's no chance. True. Or if you admitted it publicly, put it this way, Mark McGuire should get in before Nelson Cruz. 
But if both of those guys are admitted he, steroid users, I don't think he ain't ever getting in too. And that's the thing. I think Bonds, Clemens, Bonds. eventually get in. Yeah, if Bonds isn't getting in, then but, Nelson yeah. Cruz isn't getting in. God bless Nelly, but I don't think he's got a shot. So with that, you're, you're almost looking at guys in their twenties right now who has a chance to become a Hall of Famer. I would, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I would say. Jorge Polanco. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking for guys who are young enough to, to play 10 amazing years and win batting titles. You know, Rosario's already 27 years old. He's an outfielder, so it's a, it's a more cluttered position. I feel like if Jorge Polanco sticks at shortstop for the next seven to eight years and then maybe moves off shortstop and hits over 300 and hits for some power, that's, that's the type of guy that would have the best shot. Um, I don't know, you could maybe, well, I'll let Judd answer before I throw out other names. I'll say Jorge Polanco. I feel like you, you guys are, are taking the question and asking questions. Like, I think it might be, I'm going to give you a definitive answer right now. This guy will go in if he stays on, on a current track and it goes up a little bit. Jose Barrios. Fourth year, already at 500 strikeouts, a real chance in his progression in his career to become a true, not twins ace, major league ace. Health so far, knock on wood, has been good. If this guy stays on the current track that he's on and has the type of career and, and does not have Tommy John, which would cost him at least a year, if not more, but let's say he could pitch healthy for 10 years or so. He has, he has, in my opinion, the best chance. The guy behind him, but I don't think that he's ever going to be successful enough at the plate or healthy enough is Buxton. Buxton has that talent. But I think he's probably going to be about, you know, what, hit 260, 270 or so. So definitively to me, it's Jose Barrios. Yeah, I'm going to agree there. Jose Barrios, he has, to me, the best shot of doing it. Like you said, Judd, Buxton, he has the ability, just can't stay healthy enough. Yeah, it's unfortunate, too. No love for Mitch Garver. That'd be Wetmore's guy. Every three times he comes up, Wetmore would come in here right now. And Wetmore is already etching the plaque. Yep. I mean, the real answer was CJ Krohn because he's on my home run league team, but that's about it. CJ Krohn, by the way, a ten day injured <sighs> yeah. list with that's more, not good for me. More is it thumb troubles. That yeah, he's that's with? unfortunate. All right, so Judd takes a one nothing lead. All right, keeping with the Twins, what would it take for the Twins to sweep the Yankees over the next three days? The hitting shoes go back on. Mm-hmm. Pitching-wise, I'd like to see w- way more, especially bullpen-wise. But listen, the Yankees still have not made a definitive pitching trade themselves, but what can the Yankees do? They can hit the cover off the baseball, right? There's no, absolutely no reason, and, and Buxton's missed, so don't get me wrong. There's absolutely no reason why on Thursday we can't be talking about two scores of these three games, 14-11 and 15-14. And you've won them both. There is nothing stopping this Twins team that we have seen at times offensively explode. You've still got enough guys to do exactly that. The Yankees pitching-wise are not great. They're not awful, but they're not great. So what it would take is for, I think, at least two of the games go into double digits, crazy scores. You win them both. And let's say that that you get a well-pitched game in game two or something, and you win, I don't know, 6-3. But I really think the conversation revolves around the fact that if this team can hit like we know that they can, there's no reason why they can't score double-digit runs in at least two of the three games. What was the exact phrasing of the question again? What would it take for the Twins to sweep the Yankees? Food poisoning. (laughs) 
Look at their lineup. Even even without Giancarlo Stanton. I'm Mr. Positive here. Okay, DJ LeMayhew, their leadoff hitter, is hitting 333, leading into Aaron Judge. DJ LeMayhew might be MVP of the American League. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> DJ like, LeMayhew, what happened to him? And he's the seventh guy you think of in that lineup, and he's been their best hitter for the most part. Aaron Judge, Edwin Encarnacion, who has the target field home run lead. What's that? And I think that might even include Twins players. No, it doesn't, but... I'm parroting the rest of, of this segment now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm going to do it. rest uh, of the segment. If Edwin Encarnacion gets into some bad steak at Manny's after the game tonight and has to miss the next two, the Twins can, the twins can have a There's no such thing as a bad steak at Manny's or Murray's, Just okay? Saying. Just saying. Never been. Oh, it's delicious. Hmm. Silver butter knife steak at Murray's. Well worth your ninety dollars. Really? Oh, it's so good. Manny's is great because now they, it's ninety just for the steak, or what am I getting? The silver, here? the silver butter knife at Murray's. Last time I had it, I think was around eighty something. So my guess is it's up to ninety. That's not even with sides. It includes a hot stone massage. <laughs> I'm the, out. Sw- the Swedish. <laughs> the, the Swedish. It's a uh, <laughs> relaxation plus, as Randy and Cottage Grove said. <laughs> So uncomfortable. Find out what the plus means later. Yeah, I'm gonna Why say are you still doing it. I'm gonna say he said he's doing it the rest of the segment. I'm gonna say it would take like a like a Nancy Kerrigan, like a large scale Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan Why type me? of incident. Why me? Like somebody just goes through the whole Yankees clubhouse. Wow. <laughs> Kneecap CC Sabathia tonight. Why me? <laughs> so much for cut the brakes with you two. Jeez. I mean, it's tough to sweep, man. That's all I'm saying. I was asking for some positivity. I'm the only here. one that gave you a real None answer. Of you, neither of you gave me positivity. Judd's going to win today because he gave me positivity. I'm going parent. Go on to Carnacion. This hurts your arm. This is tiresome of the arm after a while. So you're saying I should talk really slow to make this segment even longer? I'm I might stop. <laughs> True. All right. This last weekend was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Question for you guys. Would you go to the moon if given the chance? <laughs> no. Now there's no guarantees that everything works correctly. No. So No. What no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I don't I don't understand the idea of seeking out thrills in life, man. Every every day is a thrill. Just making it through another day is a thrill for me. I went home for lunch in between shows today before I came back for uh, Purple Daily and my girlfriend watches this awful reality show called Below Deck. Is that on? Is that on your DVR, Mackie? Never heard of no, it. No. I'll watch almost anything. Which it's, one is that? It's uh, it's that sounds like something you shouldn't watch. It's like a cruise ship or like a yacht that private people will will uh, will will um will charter, and yeah. it's about like the crew. And like, oh, Don watches that. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> They're always fighting. And yes, it's, it's like you fighting. people shall be fired. But they went and like they went they went for a shark dive. I was like, man, you have so much. Life is so good. That you need the adrenaline of going for a shark dive. Totally I don't need adrenaline. I don't need. I don't even need to get on a motorcycle, much less in a rocket to the moon, man. No, I'm good. I like Earth. I'm good right here. It's crazy. My answer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I we. And by the way, why do we want to go back? We've been there once. There's nothing there. Well, it's not about it's his question's not about no, I'm not like going. us as a country exploring it. I know, no, 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 no. I was going. asking a question, but anyway, no. I am I am not no, I'm not leaving I don't mind flying, okay? I'll fly to California, New York, Boston, that's fine. But I am not getting in any type of ship that leaves the and goes to the moon or anywhere. No. Why why would you want to? 
To Robbie's point, what's there? So the Apollo 11 mission, which took man to the moon for the first time, this is 50 year 50 year celebration, as Jonathan said, took off on the 16th of July, of 1969, and reached the moon 100 hours later. Yeah, four so, days. Yeah, so four days. Uh-uh. But that was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me round trip? If you just go and you just see the moon, you wave to it, you come back. What and four? Eight. Take an eight days round trip in 1969. I got to think that by now we've probably cut that trip in half. You're telling me it's a long weekend, and I get to see the moon, and I you get to see Earth from afar, and first class as well. Fly first class. I'm in. A couple extra beverages. I'm 100 percent in, and I only hope that I can get a pedicure and a massage as I go to the moon. Unlike you guys. Well, I, I can do without the massage, but I'm totally going to the moon if I have a chance. Yeah. Absolutely going to the moon. Why are you going oh, to the moon? It's going to be awesome. Are there plans, a dumb right, question, else. to send civilians on vacation to there the moon? There are private companies that are... They want yeah. to. Do what? they already do this? They're, no. They're selling packages to do it. <laughs> I, I hope don't they know didn't that do it. They haven't sent them yet. dollars Yeah. No. How much I is think, it? I think like Jeff, 40000 I think Jeff Bezos is uh, chartering a rocket to the moon. What's okay? But somebody yeah, tell me. By the way, I want to go to the it's moon. On, it's on Phil's awesome. Amazon wish list. We, we can sell. We, we can send civilians to the moon, but we can't figure out the height of an electronic <laughs> strike zone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just oh, by by the way, did you guys see that rookie umpire yesterday in the Twins game? Oh man, it was bad. I wanted to say something. Tighten it out. Yeah, we're. Gonna, I wanted Rocco to come out so bad. Everyone should do that now. Aaron Boone deserves a standing ovation tonight at Target Field. And Phil, you were still getting ripped on Twitter yesterday. Phil Mackey thinks this is great. These idiots who think that Aaron Small Boone... Small children can't umpire. You know what? I'm going to give some parenting advice as a non-parent real quick here, okay? Let's have if it. If you think... It's my favorite parenting advice. If you think... Can't go wrong. Well, yeah. there are kids who watch Aaron Boone's behavior. If your kid... Yeah. Is leaning toward bad behavior because he watches something on TV? Then you're a crappy parent. By the way, okay, there's there's a minor league team that has like a a kid as like their their manager. I saw him come out, yeah, and he goes out and gets tossed by an umpire every game. It's like as like it's it's an attraction for the fans to come and watch. And you're like empty a bu- a ball of buckets onto the field while he's screaming at the umpire. It's amazing. He's like four years old. It's Is the this best the kid that, thing you've that, ever that seen. Stormed out and made the pitching change and like rubbed up the baseball. Yeah, yeah and he has and kid. he has the angry manager walk down like with his yeah. chest out and his butt out the opposite way, and they're like leaning forward and walking angrily. He has it down, and it is awesome to watch. So if that's what we're doing to the youth of America, good on us. Let's keep on doing a bad example for kids, and you're a terrible parent. I love the fact that four days after the fact, people are still like, see, Mackie, you thought this was great. How great is it? It's it's like, no, it's it's still great. It's hilarious. It's one of the greatest things I've seen. It's entertaining. Don't do that. Uh, We still have to find out what happened between Rami and T.C. Bear on Saturday. (laughs) Join me and Dan Terhar for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Vancouver Whitecaps this Saturday night with pregame at 6.30 p.m. Kickoff at 7 p.m. right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Deep down the right field line, it's back! And off the wall and away from Canna. Rounding third, a rise is coming home. The Twins have tied it with an Andre Anza triple. To left field, down for a hit. A walk-off win, and it's Kepler delivering again. Courtesy of Fox Sports North, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You notice how Dick Bramer doesn't have time to roll the R on a rise when there's action action happening? happening? No. Can you do it? Like, can you, when, when he makes this call... Deep down the right field line, it's back! And off the wall, and away from Canna. Rounding third, a 
home. The Twins have tied it. Rami I think so. It. Rami could do it. Rounding third. Arise is coming <laughs> home. Oh, you could do it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, my spies told me that on Sunday, when Cruz hit that shot to shortstop, that yeah. Dick said, base yeah. it! And Semyon made a great play. Off the bat. Off oh, the bat. No. He's gonna get, base get, hit! He's going to get more gun shy now. It was base hit, and then like the ball still had to travel past the pitcher. So how did it go? <laughs> I don't remember the exact, but it was oh, contact, no. base hit, and the ball like rolls up the middle, and then like shortstop oh. grabs it and throws. I mean, it was it a great play by Simeon. So, but, but he he recovered pretty well because he let instead of stumbling all over it, he called base hit. Yep. Ball goes past second base. Shortstop fields it, throws to first, and he was silent until the out was made. And then he goes. Or not, or something, oh, okay. something Good like that. Good for him. Right. Yeah, or not, not quite. Uh, six. We have to find out what happened to Rami on Saturday in a second here, but we don't have to. Oh, yeah, oh we no, can. we will. Oh, I saw it play yeah. out. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Twins vent lines have been open throughout the show. Heavyweight fight at Target Field tonight. Matt and Elk River. You're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Hold on, Matt. Matt, go ahead. Try again. Oh, he, oh no Matt's way! Gone. That dude just—he was on hold for fifty minutes and just hung up. Call us back, Matt. All right, Matt. 651-646-8255. It's free. You dialed it once. He, just he, like the I website. Possibly he passed out or something. And the phone was just <laughs> No, he sounded like he tried to start talking, I bet. Was potted down, uh-huh. slammed the phone down in a fit of anger, and is now trying to find where, where the producer is to really give him a earful. Mm. So Saturday at Target Field, seemed like a lot of people were talking about the way in which the Twins lost that game. But uh-huh. the real headline for us yes. was the brash... Over the top bravado, Rami Makloff walking into Target Field. Over the top, all I don't know week. if it was over the top. All week. You said you were going to beat TC. You I did trash talk TC. Yeah, there. it was over the I top. I didn't say that. It was over the top because I told you, not as someone who could hit a home run myself, but I said, you can't, you're not going to beat him. And you're like, yes, you're right. Beat him. I didn't have a chance the first time. Second time, well, that the bear is dead. I got this this time. Now, okay, well, I got it figured out. Our sources whoa. said, no, I not only did out. you not hit any home runs. Uh-huh. But you barely hit anything past the pitcher. Not true. That's absolutely not true. I don't know who your sources are. There's, I, there's I saw vi- the whole thing. There's video did, footage, yeah. and you hit like three line drives. My hard hit rate was. So- I missed. I I swung and missed. My first two swings whiffed. Totally whiffed. And that's because first of all, a little little bit of anxious, a little bit a little bit anxious, a little bit of nerves were playing into that. And also, I was just swinging away. I wasn't being selective at all when I first stepped into the box. I should have yeah. been more selective right off the bat. And and maybe a little less a little less nervous. He, but once you once took, you took three pitches after that. Oh, I took a bunch of pitches. Yeah, I took at least five pitches, pitches right. over the course of the at bat. Okay. That's the way I, to do it. The I bear, maybe should have taken more. The bear okay. the bear goads you into thinking you only get seven pitches. We no, I out. asked him. I asked the bear before oh. we went. I said I want to make sure I know the rules here. Do I get seven swings or seven pitches? Did he respond verbally? He did. I talked to the bear. The bear talked to me. Whoa! This is the first. I feel like Phil once saw, saw the bear and disrobed, and you yeah, wouldn't talk. I actually, uh, you heard this? Like seven or eight years ago. Uh huh. Oh, this is so disturbing. After a Twins game was over, <clears throat> we'll get back to Ron. We want to find out more about Ron's story here, but <laughs> quick sidebar. Uh, <laughs> so Tom Pelissero and I, Tom Pelissero and I would, uh-huh. would go down for fifteen hundred ESPN. This is the two thousand ten season, yeah. and we would sometimes do post game videos. I don't know, like down by the dugout. We go down by, we go down in the dugout. We go on the field and we do little post game videos and stuff. And so we were going to come back through the. I can't remember the exact logistics here, but like we were going to come back through like the visitors' dugout or something. 
and there was a door locked. That's where it was locked. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what why we were down in that area, but the okay. door was locked. It was it was probably like an hour after the game is over, and so I saw I heard some music coming from a room behind the visitors' dugout, and so I went over there and I thought, oh, there's probably a maintenance person who can just let us let us out. I think we were stuck in some area, and so I go and like. The door is sort of cracked, and uh, Michael Jackson oh, no. was playing. It was either, I think it was Beat It was playing, which, let's make your own conclusions. Uh-huh. And uh, I push open the door, and there's a guy just sitting in shorts. Actually, I think he may have had, like, the suit halfway on, and the helm, and the hat was <laughs> sitting off to the side. And, like, he was shirtless or something. I just, I just remember being wildly uncomfortable as I pushed the door open and made eye contact with half-dressed TC the bear. <laughs> that is terrifying. He, like, scurried, scurried <laughs> So you didn't say anything to him? No, he I was even, terrified. Did he like know. turn his head? Did he know somebody was there and you just turned and yes, ran? we made eye contact. Wow. Yeah, All right. It was weird. Yeah. So anyways, mm-hmm. so you got your ass kicked. I, well, I mean, yes. Yeah, you did. Dave Dahl, weatherman from Channel 5 downstairs, also hit zero home runs. So I wasn't alone in getting embarrassed by TC the Bear. But, like I said, my hard hit rate, solid. Some good exit velocity on some of the contact that I made. And I know the mistakes that I made. First of all, a mistake in my swing in general, my baseball swing, I, I let, I, I sometimes when I get out of whack, my, I, I shift my weight forward too early. Too much weight. On the front foot. So I got to watch that. And that was one of the mistakes I was making. Then I get under the ball and it's, it's not good. The other mistake I was making was when I hit a baseball, I like to attack the baseball. I like to get it out in front of the strike zone. I don't wait for it to come to me. I like to attack the baseball and get out in front of it. That's tough in softball. With a softball, it's different. And that's what I noticed watching TC. You want to let the ball get deep into the strike zone, and you get it at a better spot in your bat path. You'll get more lift on it and, and add that to my high exit velocity and high hit hard, my high hard hit rate. Listen to you break this down right and now. And I think next time I got the Your bear. launch angle was awful. It was awful. It was, it and was, that's because I was I was trying to get out in front of the strike zone. Yeah, and in softball you got to let it get into the strike. So zone. So you think, given another chance, this is different. And I'm going to practice the next time I get a chance to make sure that these techniques I'm talking about I can put into place. Here's a question: How mm-hmm. much control, like in a home run derby, you can pretty much tell the pitcher where you want the ball and how fast to throw it. That's can you, the other can thing. You, can you tell the pitcher, listen, quit with this high arcing stuff? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to lob it in there. My thanks to the twins, everybody involved. I said it on the twins show today. Like, how many people, even in doing what we do, like even when you cover a game, you get down on the field, but you do not touch the grass. Like, you're allowed to be on the warning track over there by the dugout. You don't get to touch the grass. How many people get to go onto a major league baseball field? Have your name announced on the PA system. Get on the jumbotron, regardless of my performance. Oh, by the way, had a great time. The PA guy, yeah, clearly could not pronounce your last name. No, and so I didn't try. I told him. I told him. <laughs> he don't goes. Try. He goes. I told him don't try. And from and from the uh, Mackie and Judd with a Rami show, it's Rami. Rami! <laughs> so, I could tell he wanted to so, say MacLeod, yeah. but he decided I'm not going to take that chance. Because all they gave him was the first name. I told, I, I was like, he came up to me and he was like, am I pronouncing your name right? And only said the first name. And then I was like, yeah, last name is MacLeod. He's like, oh, they didn't 
They didn't give me a last name. I was like, well, well I thought he was trying to pull the like, trigger on last I was name. like, you don't have to if you don't want to. He was like, no, I'll do it. And then he changed his mind halfway through. But, so my, th- my thanks to the twins. I don't want to badmouth or bash anybody. But if, if one thing could have been better, it was uh, a lot of the pitches were falling short of the plate or falling like uh, early in the strike zone. I'd like the ball to stay nice and high through the strike zone. If I could bring my own pitcher, that would be awesome. If I could like bring Mackey to serve me up. Just, I, I would happily do this, by the way. But they let you. Can, can we open up a new can of worms here for the softball home run derby? I would like to bring my own. Can picture. you bring your own picture? I would like to bring. I my don't own think picture. it's been done. And, but, but no one no, no, ever like, requested it. Mackie and I could go out to a field and practice. He could get a feel for where my zone is. You know, because TC works with the same pitcher every time. Man. What happens when I turn on you in front of thirty thousand people <laughs> and go headhunting? You start Jenny finching it. You're just <laughs> <laughs> no, he throws at you at your head. A couple of them I had to move out of the way of. Yeah, that's they're, tough. They were inside. That's tough. That's a tough deal. Okay, somebody had had tweeted into the show last week mm-hmm. or called. I can't remember which one. With the conspiracy theory that inside the TC Bear suit, only for those Saturday home game mm. softball home run her, uh, derby contests, that it was Kent Herbeck in a TC Bear costume. I don't. Did think anything was, lead you to believe that I it was Kent Herbeck? I don't think it Herbeck. was Kent Herbeck. Now I said, like I said, I talked to the bear, and the bear talked to me. I'm one of very few. Um, I don't know what Kent Herbeck's voice sounds like. I also don't know what the bear's voice sounds like when it's not when it's not home run derby day. You I can't know what I mean? Talk to you. Yeah, Bear's not really supposed to talk. It was weird because it was like very casual conversation. He was like, so where'd you play high school ball? Like it was just weird that the bear was just having casual conversation <laughs> with like while Dave Dahl was taking his swings, <laughs> the bear was just like shooting the breeze with me. I was like, you, you talk, huh? That was part of his strategy to throw you off. Yeah. No, this was after. I went oh. first. Did the bear uh, casually uh, elbow you and say, hey, uh, hey, buddy, uh, you party? And uh, touch his nose. <laughs> no. That did not happen. Hey, buddy, uh, you like the party? Did the bear text you? You up Saturday night? Could you imagine going? Hey, Rami, to, you up? Can you imagine going to a club on a Saturday night? And like, there's just TC Bear in his big ass shoes sitting in the corner. How great would that service. be? How great would that be? Just totally hammered, head turned backwards. Oh my god! By the way, gosh. Chad tweeted it. So next time when TC is walking up to the plate, whisper to him, "Phil Mackey has seen you top <laughs> just to get in his head. <laughs> There's another man. I think we can. Yeah, we can. We don't have to tell who told us the story so that we don't get this person in trouble. But Judd and I heard an amazing mascot story about the University of Minnesota oh, yeah. one time. Yes. So <laughs> life of a mascot. You can't. You, you can't just be out there publicly. Like people can't know who you are, right? There's got to be some secrecy. So I can see if you if you say something underneath your mask to somebody. That's one thing. But apparently, at the University of Minnesota, they go to great lengths. To tell all the different people who play all the different goldies, because there's how many different sports and sure. there's like ten you might, of them, right? You might, yeah, you might need like four goldies in one night if there's yeah. a b- basketball game over here and a hockey game over there. You need a skating goldie. Next you thing you're going to tell me there's a Santa Claus in every mall, <laughs> right? You need a push-ups goldie, etc. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So there was a a gopher caravan of some kind where they're going around the state and. And um, the person who told us the story said there may have been six, five or six people on this bus. Not very many people where it's very obvious there's a coach, there's a couple PR people, and then there's uh, there's like athletic director, couple media people, and then a random person mm-hmm. on the bus. Mm-hmm. And so you can do the math on 
who the random person on the bus is, right? Right. There's also a Goldie that magically shows up to all the different spots as they go around the caravan. So Goldie was signing autographs at one of the stops, and somebody didn't have something to write on, and so they, they asked Goldie to sign, like, their arm or some body part of some kind, like their arm or, I don't know, like their back or something sure. weird. yeah. But apparently that's a no-no. Goldie can't sign autographs? Because there was a kid. Or just Goldie can't can sign, sign a body part. Was can't a kid, sign a body part. It was a kid, too. Yeah. Who I think their parents got upset at the kid. Okay. For getting that signed. So, they get back on the bus, and somebody from the Gophers athletic department, I don't remember exactly who. It was like an AD type. Walks up to the random person who's on the bus and says, Hey, uh, I just want you to know. We can't have that. We can't. Uh, we can't be doing that. And this person, stone faced, says, "What are you talking about?" Says, "You can't. We can't have you signing. Bo- we can't have you signing body parts." And the, and the person goes, "I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about." And the conversation progresses, and the person from the U of M is like, "No, I, I, I know that you're Goldie, and that you signed that kid's arm, and we can't. I just want you to know that you can't do that." And the kid's like. Not Goldie. <laughs> you're told to keep it a secret from roommates, girlfriends, just gonna family. Say. You're not allowed gonna to say. tell people that you're Goldie. Another rule of being Goldie is probably you can't tell anybody you're Goldie. It's so Fight not, Club, right? Exactly. Which, which begs the question: <laughs> Which how, rule how supersedes you, the other? How do you explain to the gal if you're just going to be gone on a Saturday night for the whole <laughs> night? What you're going to go do? It's a great question. Just imagine being the emergency calling. Uh, sorry, babe. I know we're on a date, but I got to go. I got to do something else. Go to a phone You're booth. like Superman. You get in a phone <laughs> yeah, booth. Yeah. Go to a phone Change booth. Goldie. Put the head on, spin it around. <laughs> spin your head. Spin your head. <laughs> like, can you imagine being the person from the school or the athletic department that's like walking up to this random kid? Hey, uh, just we, we can't have that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's like six people on the bus since Big Goldie was That's just at this appearance. Amazing. Yeah, that takes a lot of guts to be like, I, Sorry, I don't man. care, no. I have I no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Man. So, Got it handed to me by TC the Bear. Slept just fine Saturday night <laughs> after getting a MyPillow. And after hearing about MyPillow for years, finally took that plunge. Got one for myself. Got one for the girlfriend. She just got to town a few days ago. She loves it. Got the dog a dog bed. And we all fall asleep faster and better than we ever have. That's because MyPillow's patented interlocking fill adjusts to fit how you sleep. You can even throw it in the washer. Throw it in the dryer. MyPillow has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if for whatever reason you don't like it, you get a full refund, and my pillow has a 10-year guarantee. A 10-year guarantee on a pillow. You have nothing to lose. And right now, you can get a two-pack of my pillow premiums for just $34.99 per pillow. That's right, just $34.99 per pillow. It's their best offer ever. It's still the best pillow out there, and it's still made right here in Minnesota. And you get two of them for $34.99 per pillow. It's a great deal on the best pillow that you'll ever buy. I love my pillow, and I know you'll love yours. So go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio special tab in the top right corner and enter the promo code NORTH to activate your savings. Get yourself two new premium my pillows today at their best price ever. You can give them a call at 800-620-4439. That website again, mypillow.com and the promo code NORTH. Better sleep is waiting for you. Get 
542 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. Jonathan here. If you missed it, it was a 1-1 draw on Saturday in Utah for Minnesota United as they drew Real Salt Lake. The draw and other results around the league see the Loons stay in fourth place in the Western Conference. One point behind Seattle for third place. Next up for Minnesota United is hosting duties this Saturday at Allianz Field against the Vancouver Whitecaps who sit last place in the Western Conference. And you can join me and Dan Terhar for Scornor's coverage of that Minnesota United-Vancouver Whitecaps match this Saturday night with pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7, right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, in the free Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan, Mackie, and Judd with Rami. Judd actually took off to, uh, to the ballpark, so he'll be back tomorrow. Score North Twin Show is five days a week. You can find that live at noon every day on Score North on 1500 or anywhere you find podcasts if you want to listen back later on. Apple, Spotify, and that Score North mobile app. All right, we got Royce on the line here. Here's your Twins lineup against the Bombers tonight. Patrick, Mitch Garver leading off. Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Sano at first base tonight. Marwin Gonzalez in right. Max Kepler in center because Buxton's not quite ready yet. Jonathan Scope, Luis Arise, and Martin Perez. What's uh, what's your takeaway from that, that four-game series? Got to give one more day to Buxton. We always got to give one more day, right? Yeah. The guy can... If the guy can run 50 laps around the field in uh, two seconds, we got to give one more day. And we can't, we can't get him back there. you got to give one more day. I think we have enough evidence to show that he's sort of valuable to the Twins at this point, too, right? My, <laughs> yes. my God. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I say when he's on the field, they're a B defensive team, and when he's not, they're a C minus. So, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're uh, eight stars. They go from eight stars to five stars or something on the defense. So, uh Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, it's, I, I tell you, it's fine. The one thing that they've survived with here is depth. They got, they got, they have, uh, what, they got, they still got 13 or are they down to 12 now? I can't remember. But whenever they have, I, I don't think, be you know, Jake Cave certainly is, uh, not, not been an asset this year, but virtually everybody they've had up here has been an asset. I mean, you don't feel bad when you see any of these guys in the lineup. Which is uh, one of their strengths. They have depth, and uh, you know they still got Ostadio hurt, and they got some other guys hurt, and uh, you know that's been one of their good things. Is you you don't you, you really look at the lineup and say, boy, is this awful, right? So the same you know, the same they're, can't they're, be said for the pitching, Pat. Do you know why, or do you have any 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 hypothesis, speculation as to why they went with just seven arms in the bullpen and and didn't fill up those roster spots they had free for the weekend? Oh, you mean on their own? Well, I think they, I, I, I don't know. I guess they're trying to see if they could get by for a while with seven pitchers and then, uh, then it, uh, it didn't work out. But really, I think that it's also, they could have had eight pitchers, but if they've only got four you want to use in the bullpen, what, you know, what difference does it make if you got seven or eight? If the game's on the line, there's only four of them they're going to use anyway. So. That's, uh, I, I don't think that was the, I don't think the fact that they didn't have Cody Stashak here over the weekend was the problem with the bullpen. The problem with the bullpen is that, uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, Ryan Harper, he trusts him, even though that's starting to look a little shaky. He's, he's still got to try to trust Trevor May with that stuff, even though he keeps, uh, stepping on himself. And, uh, you know, he trusts. Taylor Rogers and that's about it. I mean, if you if you look, I I would say just don't. If you're the Twins, don't overplay your hand 
at this point. You've had some great performances in the first half of the year from guys that you shouldn't expect to give you a full six months. Martin Perez, Ryan Harper, Blake Parker, Tyler Duffy, Zach Littell, Cole Stewart has been up for you know 20 innings or so. I'm looking at all these guys and saying, and Trevor May, thank you. Appreciate being 20 games over 500. Need three more guys to come in here who have actual track records to to finish out the season. Oh, I'm not, not, I don't, I don't need Harper in a one-run game in the eighth is what I'm saying. You're not going to get three. You're not going to get three unless you want to give up five of your top seven prospects or something like that. You're not. Here's the problem. Look at the trades that have been made. Everybody says, why haven't they made a trade yet? This month, Kim Daly went to Cincinnati. I mean, went to the A's, and Martin Maldonado went to the Cubs. That's it. There have been no trades. Nobody's trading because the teams that have stuff to trade that want to make trades are waiting. There's, they, there's 12 teams out there trying to get the same thing, pitching, and they're not, you know, they're right now you call up, Toronto and say, uh, we want Stroman, and they say, okay, give us Kirilov and Rice Lewis. And maybe two hours before the deadline on June, July 31st, they might take one of those guys and, you know, somebody else further down the list. But uh, I, I think right now, if you're a seller right now, you're in good shape. You're not, you're not in any kind of a panic whatsoever. Yeah, I was reading an article the other day saying that right now we know that three teams are sellers for sure, Pat. And then you have a bunch of teams that are trying to make that decision, teams that are trying to win next year, so maybe aren't in full fire sale mode. It is a seller's market right now, and emphatically. Well, there's more than three selling, though. There's 12 or 13, I'm sure, but uh, not, uh, you know, but there's, there's more. Here's the trouble. There's... There's buyers, and then there's buyer buyers, right? The Yankees are going to get a really good starting pitcher, a better one than you got, than you're going to get. And, uh, you know, the, the, those five or six F, usher, F, upper echelon clubs, of which the Twins are one of them, are they gonna, they're going to have to beat the big boys of baseball to uh, make some of these, uh, you know, to make a trade if they want to do a high-impact trade. Otherwise, you're going to get... You know, another middle of the road guy, and uh, what what good is that going to do you? I, I you know, you it, it could be okay to get an arm like uh, uh, I don't Deakman at since it's Kansas City. I take him a left-hander. They need another lefty. Throws hard. He's a little wild, something like that. But anything beyond that, if you get up to the if you get up to the Second level of excellence is going to cost you plenty right now. Maybe not so much in ten days. Yeah. Maybe you know, but right now I think it's just too expensive. They they're, they don't want to give up two or three of their guys up top. So I will see. Okay, wh- wh- who took over Liam Hendricks' body for God's sakes? I know he gave it up yesterday, but he's throwing ninety nine and he's just dominant. Ninety nine, and God, he's still goofy. I had to talk to him Friday after the game. He's a character. But uh, they wouldn't give him credit for 100. They all went in and checked the radar in the back. And one of them was 99.8, and the other was 99.9. He says, so they won't, his teammates won't give him credit for 100. So, uh, 
But yeah, it's it's astounding. He's bigger than he was. He's he's thicker. I mean, he was a good sized guy when he pitched for the Twins. He's thicker, but uh, I don't know. He's you know he throws a little bit of a slider and uh, basically just fires the fastball. I, I suppose part of it is just trying to do nothing else but throw as hard as he possibly can. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is they kicked up a little rally against him Saturday, too, and that rocket double play uh, put it into that one. Yep, I yeah. thought it was a great I thought it was a great series. It was unbelievable. I mean, four games and, you know, the only one Friday that was, that was a two-run game, and that was kind of settled the last couple of innings. But those those other three, right down to the nubbins, they were great. Yeah. So I, there's one thing: if the Twins lose two out of three, or let's say they get swept by the Yankees, and I'm sure we're going to have a four alarm fire here if if that takes place this week. But the one narrative I don't want to hear is that well, the Twins just can't get over the pinstripes. I, there's some years where that's the case. If you look at this lineup, even without Giancarlo Stanton. Okay, DJ LeMahieu might be the seventh guy you think of in this lineup, and he's and yeah. he's going to get MVP votes. He's batting three thirty. Yeah. This yeah. lineup is well, ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how you beat that team in Yankee Stadium because uh, you know Aaron Judge hits a ball eighty percent to right center field, and it's ten rows deep. They don't. They, these guys don't have to hit them. They got guys who don't have to kill the ball to hit home runs in that bad box. It's, uh, you know, you hold them to eight in there, it's going to be a miracle uh, when they're all juiced up. It's a hell of a team, and it's their depth. Talk about depth. They played the first two months of the season without half their lineup, and they still were winning 60% of the time. Yeah, yeah they're really good. They, they're they going to get a starting pitcher. They're going to, you know, get power or somebody. They'll get somebody good. Pat, were you in the uh, in the press box for Saturday's game, and more importantly for the home run derby before Saturday's game? Did you happen to witness that? No, did you win? No, I didn't win. I didn't <laughs> didn't hit any okay. home runs, Pat. Zero home runs on my no, tally. No, no, I was I was worried about you. No, we had, don't worry, we got other guys from the station hit zero. No, no, I'm, I think Harrigan's. I think Harrigan's the only one that distinguished himself, yeah. but he's not around anymore. Right? Harrigan hit a Harrigan. I think tied T.C. Bear one time. I don't yeah, think he ever he, beat him. I think he tied him. He also publicly accused D.C. Bear of cheating because everybody else was told they only got so many pitches, and D.C. Bear then waited for pitches he could hit, and they didn't count against them. I heard that story, so I, I asked T.C. the rules beforehand, Pat. I actually talked to yeah. the Bear. Yeah, and what did he say? He, he explained the rules to me. He said, you get seven swings. Yeah. I said, and I made sure. I said, seven swings, not seven pitches. He said, yeah. nope. Okay. Seven right. swings. If you don't right. if you see something you don't like, don't swing. Okay. Now I got to tell you guys something. What's that? The Henning, the Henning basketball team uh, won the state school, the school this year. And in the 1960s, the Henning came to the state tournament back in the one-class days, this tiny school, and they came down here with the Peterson twins, the famous Peterson twins, two six-foot-five guys. They were great. And this year... They had two sets of twins on their team, and then another one of their players had a girl who was a twin in the class, and the assistant coach had a, uh, one of the assistant coaches had a twin who was uh, right up the road playing, uh, coaching at another school. So I wrote a little thing about them on, on, uh, for a Sunday about all the twins before they came to the state tournament, and I said on Twitter, if these guys win the state tournament, the Twins ought to have them down here to throw out a first pitch. Yeah. Well, 
tonight they're throwing out a first pitch. Awesome. Nice. Tonight they're throwing out a first, and they got the Peterson twins, the guys from the 60s, to join them. Wow. How old are those guys now? Well, 65, maybe 64 or 5. They went to the state tournament, so they were 17, 18 then. So I don't know what's happening. Seventy early 70, 70, yeah, yeah make it 70, 71. So anyway, no Henning Hornets. And uh, the influence of Patrick Royce. The twins, see, the twins do listen to you. And, yeah, on very important issues. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. First pitches, they sure Come on, let's get Buck a few more days off here now. Come on. We think he's ready, but let's make sure we give him two days off here. Uh, just have him be, yeah, just make sure he's ready for that big White Sox series you know, later this week. If there's anybody you want him to debut against at BCC, right? Nice little soft thrown lefty. Yes. Uh, but no, we got to we got to save him. Uh, save him a few more. Hey, what's coming up on Unchained here on Score North? Uh, well, we talked about this great weekend series. We talked about the great. British Open of uh, Shane Lowry winning, and uh, then we uh, we forced to talk about the opening of uh, Viking training camp. And I didn't really. I thought it was. I thought it was such a great Sunday that I didn't even have a meltdown today. So. When can we expect your fifty-three man roster prediction on StarTribune.com? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dollar. <laughs> Collar, did he go home and put his head nice and uh, nice to pull down to get ready for the next day? He's so fired up, it's unbelievable. He doesn't sleep, he waits. <laughs> oh, we had rookies out there today. Anybody get hurt? We okay? Oh, wait, they don't start dull. Tomorrow. ACL's in jeopardy tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Right, hey, we'll see you tomorrow, Pat. Thanks, Pat. All right, wrap right. with Roycey every day. Find our podcast, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, anywhere you find podcasts.